Jay Mike, how are we doing, my man? You know, I've uh, I've had better days, but <laughs> making making improvement. So that's that's all you can hope for, right? Yeah, Jay Mike making the ultimate sacrifice by being on with us today. Um, just just hasn't been hasn't been your stretch here, but it, in sports, it's kind of your time. It's your time to shine. We've got. I was uh, I was reminiscing with Jake on the show yesterday about that parlay you talked me into with it was like Ohio State, Clemson, Bama, and who else to win? One of those other big favorites. And uh of course it all hit and I think I put like 10 units on that. that was the biggest bet I'd ever placed at the time. It was basically a no sweat one too. I remember what you were talking about. It was just one of those weird situations where the stars kind of aligned and yeah sometimes you got to really lean into it which i actually i have another one it's actually for a game on december 10th technically but i'm so excited to talk about it um we had to i'd give it out today because i can't wait let's go um so yeah i mean it's your time college hoops picks up no one's following college hoops but you and a couple other degenerates so you always have the insights for me i was banging rams unders for a few days there that's been fun. Um, also, big uh, big injury return for the Rams. Huh? That's exciting. Yeah, that was huge. Isaiah Stevens coming back for CSU at the exact right time. It's intriguing. They were able to survive November with no bad losses. I mean, two in a in a MTE. They lost to Charlotte in their own gym, and then Penn State. That's not going to kill you. Charlotte's an NCAA tournament team. Penn State kind of fringe, but it, it won't kill you. Stevens comes back and they really thumped Loyola in that second half, scored 55 points in the second half, 65% from the field. They look good. Mm. I like that, man. I mean, it's uh it's huge that they're looking this good a year after, you know, we didn't quite know what to expect this year. But I think yeah, that's I mean, they've had some other guys step up, which is intriguing. I mean, it's a testament to the coaching staff. Yeah. A development they've brought in some key transfers they've got a tough schedule you know coming up these next couple weeks but that's why it's big isaiah comes back now i mean all of a sudden you know the possibility of the ncaa tournament feels you know fairly realistic i wouldn't say it should be the expectation but they're mm-hmm. gonna have a shot and that's really all you can hope for is you know each year to, to be in the mix yep yeah 100 percent. it's pretty exciting and avs buffs cracking all in action we've got world cup stuff going on right now costa rica not doing a good job of holding up uh their end of the bargain for Concacaf pride but that's okay we start with j mike's uh big threes because he's already got me intrigued with uh with picks down the line here so texas is hosting a really talented creighton team and mm. I like Creighton quite a bit. They just perform pretty well in the Maui Invitational. Really well, actually, I would say. Better than most expected. They're tremendous. They're efficient. They typically don't turn the basketball over. But Texas, defensively, is just on another level this year. And offensively, they're much improved. They're at home. I will say, I wish this was more like minus five. And six Uh and a half has me a little scared. But home court has been big in these type of matchups this season. So I like Texas. I think this is just a tough draw for Creighton coming off of a, a big tournament. 
in which they played a lot of good teams. I mean, I just think that's a lot to expect to then go on the road and, you know, beat one of the top teams in the country in Texas. Right. Maybe they hang around, but I feel pretty good about the Longhorns. Okay. Love that. Um, they trounced Gonzaga, which, uh, so there's, there's Texas for you. Shaka doing his thing out there. Yeah. And, you know, Gonzaga's flat, flawed this year. We've seen it. You know, they yeah. just, they don't really have a rim protector and they don't really have like an elite score. Timmy kind of keeps them in games, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think they're like a, a national title contender this year. Um, keeping with college basketball, though, we've got UCLA going on the road. They're playing Stanford on the yeah. road. It makes you a little bit nervous in a conference matchup. Typically, Stanford just doesn't have much of a home atmosphere. This UCLA team is, is very experienced. They're very talented. I like them to cover the six. Um, I think they should win this game fairly handily. And at the end, this is the game I was talking about. It's not till December 10th. So oh. getting a little uh, carried away here, but Army Beautiful. Navy under 33 and a half, minus 110. Under Let's go. Five straight years. Um, the under has hit Amazing. in the uh, in like eight of Army's last nine games. I mean, it's house money. These teams know each other well. Army has yeah. a great defense. Navy can score occasionally, but I mean, I, I think this game is like a 17-14 tops. Great work here, J. Mike. Great work. We're we're not worthy. This is amazing. I'm putting it in the bet slip right now. I'll text Ryan um, once we're off the show. This is this is just outstanding stuff. Great, great work. <laughs> you do a great job. Can of we this down? Yeah. Hey, man. That's that's. The I truth, actually though. thought about that. like this. Because that's um, what you did last time you were on, right? And we had who? What was that matchup? Air Force Army. Yeah, Air Force Army, and that game was like ten seven in the fourth quarter. Yes, because that's just how these games always are. They they know each other too, just too well. And Army's really stout defensively. So even though Navy has you know some explosive potential, I just it'd be a fluky scenario in which the over hit, like I said, this year mm-hmm. army's been an underfest. Historically, this game is an under five years running. I, I didn't even look past that, but I'd be willing to say, I bet it's even longer. This game is just always so low. I don't understand why you, this, this line continues to be set around like 35 for these service games. Right. Cause it's usually not even close. Yeah, it almost makes you wonder, um, but that that just feels automatic. I was thinking, why why do we only see this from triple option teams? Why is it like uh, air raid coordinators aren't able to do this to the to each other? You know, like oh yeah, this is what we struggle with every week. I guarantee it's what they struggle with as well. Or why don't we see it in the NFL with all these Kyle Shanahan disciples? They're all using the same offense. They're all using the same concepts. Why don't they know how to stop each other? It's a good question. I mean, the option, if, if you truly do run like a triple option or an option-based offense as your primary yeah. you know, mode of attack, I mean, you really are kind of just running like five, six plays over and over yeah. again. Right. And if right. you really do defend it every single day for the entire season, you probably... You know, just have a little. It's it's just such a unique offense. I think it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a weird scenario. You also factor in like the service academies and the fact that 
you know their history they know each other so well it means so much more like i i don't even know if you can quantify it but what this game means to these two teams it factors into the matchup it's like you know crazy high schools that hate each other like one team might be better than the other it does not matter they bring the best out in each other it's always just a yeah you know slug fest to the end you know and and they're gonna literally lay their body on the line these guys yeah that's a great point way more than football so i think it's just it gives them the ability to just go out there and like play free it's, it's really fun to watch i love these games i do too and you're right the rivalry factor in this the fact that a lot of these guys playing in the game are seniors sometimes even fifth year seniors mm-hmm. who aren't going to go on to play football this game is their super bowl their entire football career has kind of gotten to this level. This is the absolute peak Army-Navy game. Such a big deal. It's such a fun matchup. That definitely factors into all that. Um, yeah, yeah, great job muting my mic. They definitely doing some yard work right around me, so uh, getting a little noisy with those leaf blowers, but I think we're okay. Uh, but, you know, hit, hit that mute button if it's getting too loud on my side. Let's go to my big three. Real quick, I mentioned it, and um, a story in this podcast that maybe we haven't been as keen on telling the last couple weeks is that the uh, the Kraken have been really outstanding. Why have they been outstanding? Philip Grubauer has been injured for a couple weeks. Martin Jones has been amazing. They just won an insane game, 9-8 to eight against the Kings. But now Grubauer is back. And it's Grubauer against his former, former team. No, not the Avs, but the Washington Capitals, who the Avs got Gruby from. And they're going against Darcy Kemper, who's actually having a really nice season. You get the Caps at plus money, and that's with Gruby and Nett. Gruby back from injury, first game back. He, he He's just not cutting it. His team doesn't play well behind him. The Caps are actually a half-decent team at plus 105. I love the value on this one. And then Kale over two and a half shots on goal. Avs are going to be motivated after that terrible loss to the Jets uh, getting shut out. Kale actually had four shots on goal in that game, taking on Buffalo tonight at 5 p.m. I expect the Avs to have a lot of juice, a lot of motivation, and for Kale to kind of go off. Minus 140, you get that at two and a half. Everyone loves a low number jump in on this one and then for tomorrow's world cup games give me south korea tie no bet plus 220 actually think them taking out on portugal who's already qualified at six points in their group they've got some talent they've got some wheels they can run lots of stamina um and i just don't think portugal is going to be super motivated i could see this playing out a lot like the france Tunisia game we saw yesterday <clears throat> where France just didn't really care um, and didn't really show up while Korea is playing for their uh, tournament lives. Obviously, this is a big deal for uh, that Southeastern country, Southeast Asian country. And um, yeah, I think they're kind of getting over underrated and at plus 220 tie, no bet. So South Korea win. Or a tie, we'll we'll push and get our money back. But if they win, we get the plus 220. We just need to hope 
for Portugal not to lose. I kind of like some over on goals. Over two and a half might be intriguing in that one as well. So there you go. Nice little diversified portfolio for you. Um, and that's also my what's in the crack. What's in my crack pick of the day. Boy, the sun is killing me. Um, as I figure that out, shout out to the homies at DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in all land, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And right now, new users, use that code DMVR, get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a money line bet, and if it hits, win five, $5 money line bet. If that hits, you get $150 in free bets. There's some really easy ways you could do this, like the Chiefs take on the lifeless Rams this the week. Ravens that would take be... on the Broncos. Exactly. Um, yeah, Ravens coming off a loss. You love that. It's the the Browns taking on the Texans. Eh, you might not. You might Texans not want to be frisky. on. Yeah, but Kyle Allen, he's garbage. Um, yeah, and we get the John Watson back. So. You know, there's a there's a lot of ways to go about this um, on easy weeks like this. This is a kind of a fun week. There's some ho hum games, and then there's some really exciting ones. Uh, but it's a great time to be a user at DraftKings Sportsbook, where you've got boosts on same game parlays, parlay boosts. Uh, we're gonna get into some college football with Justin and DK. Will take care of us that way. They're the homies. It's uh it's an app I use every single day. It is. The best must be 21 or older. Colorado only one per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. Uh, restrictions apply. See terms at draftkings.com. Draft sportsbook gambling problem. Call 1 800 522 4700. See show notes for details on that one. Okay. Seems like maybe, maybe the leaf blowing around me is moving away. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. What's the dilemma for today? Ooh. Championship week parlay. We're going back to our roots, J. Mike. We're going back to that parlay <laughs> you talked me into way back when because I enjoyed it so much. Um, I've just talked myself out of parlays after losing my shirt all season. But love that. We all knew I was going to go back to him. I mean, He's I'm, back, when you're baby. a parlay guy, you're a parlay guy. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Because when That's they a hit, it's life. just so sweet. It's the best. It really is the best. Um, and I feel like this is one of those weeks where you maybe can't get away with a parlay. Yeah. Um, I think there's an opportunity to get some value on some underdogs. I really like three dogs this weekend. Mm. I also think that there's an opportunity for some chalk where you bet on some heavy favorites to cover uh, kind of lopsided spreads. But yeah, I, I think there's a couple of different ways you can do this. I think you can kind of chase some uh, or get some value out of, you know, the spreads in like Georgia against LSU potentially mm -hmm. 17 and a half. It makes you feel nervous. Georgia down a couple of weeks. I think they've just been saving it for. I think they've just yeah. been on cruise control for a month, and we're about to see the real Georgia this week. Yep. Daniels has been fun for LSU. I like Kelly. He's a good coach. Yeah, I, I like Georgia to win this game big. Yes. And every time I say that this season, it feels like it ends up being a tighter game than I expect. But 
I just yeah, think I guess that's disparity true. in the in the trenches is is going to be significant. And I mean, it's just like it's that defense getting after Jaden Daniels. And they're for four straight quarters. They just don't relent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What up, Peter from Canada? Love to see that. Let us know if you're if you're in on the Kale McCarr pick for tonight. Um, and what your plays are for the Avs. Yeah, I just I, I mean, I guess there's a scenario where LSU, some of their playmakers on offense go off. Maybe uh Perkins just has an insane game and uh forces some turnovers. But to me, it's Georgia easy. To me, that's just like that money line at minus nine fifty is going into every single parlay you place this week. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just add it in there. Like, I mean, it would be a monumental upset. Like between yeah. that and the Big Ten championship, which it's kind of a bummer that you know the two biggest conferences that the, the championship games ended up being so meh. I know, but I know. At the same time, like some of these other ones, the Pac twelve, the Mountain West, the Big Twelve. All really fun games. Yeah. Is Georgia still in if they lose? I don't think LSU gets in after last week. LSU's out. Though omitting uh, an SEC championship. Right. And I mean, there there is no precedent for omitting a SEC champion. That's true. It would be. No, of course. Especially with Ohio State sitting there at five. I think it would be. Right, right. Yeah. And Georgia with one loss. Like, I, even Bama might sneak in. Okay. Are you in on USC at minus 150? That's your, is that one of your upsets? Okay. T- make the case Here's, for Utah. I don't, this is the one that I feel probably the least confident about. Like, I, this is the uh-huh. one you maybe bet separate and leave it out of the parlay. Utah and Kansas State. Yeah, those are two teams I, you don't want to have to play two times. Yeah, they're they're great defensively. They run the football well. They're yeah. tough as hell. Yeah, and they're not going to be intimidated by you in the slightest. Like, this is a mm-hmm. nightmare scenario if you are TCU or USC, who have both been great for two months now, who have also both kind of escaped by the yes, just yes. barely. Time yeah. and time and time again. It's so hard to do that consistently in college football. Kansas State was up 18 before Martinez went down in that TCU game. They were rolling. I just feel like this is kind of where maybe the Cinderella story mm-hmm. ends. And as far as the Pac-12 goes, kind of like the Big 12 too. It just feels like they always do this to themselves. They always have a shot. And then Utah comes in. And they kick somebody's ass in the championship game because they're just fundamentally sound and they're not going to make yeah. dumb mistakes. That said, Caleb Williams is, yeah, I mean, he's the type of special yeah. player that can win a game by himself. Yeah, there's a couple guys um, around the sporting world that, uh, that'll, that'll get you. The book might know, but then those guys make up those margins that the book was accounting for and can flip a game on his head, on its head. Caleb Williams, kind of that guy. And if nothing else, USC has, has it going for them that they lost to Utah the first time. 
there's certainly a motivation there. And I think if you're, yeah. you know, if you're Lincoln Riley, you're going to drum up the whole, nobody believes in us and this and that. And we know how talented we yeah. are. And yeah. Utah shouldn't have beat us in the first place. Cause there were some fluky instances in that Utah uh-huh. USC game, some weird things that, that happened to go Utah's way. I mean, it was a night game in Salt Lake City. Like that's, that's a massive advantage. This game's going to be in the Coliseum. Completely different scenario. I don't know. Utah has just been so consistent in this scenario for the last decade. It hasn't mattered if it's been Oregon, USC, CU, whoever they may be playing. They always just seem to show up here. Yeah. I'm betting on them again. I, I I don't think they're quite as talented as that team last year, but they can run the football. They got talented tight ends. I do worry about that Utah defense. It's not yeah. It's not anything, you know, to to brag home about. Mm-hmm. So if we parlayed Kansas State, Utah, and Georgia, that'd be plus four fifty nine. That'd be really solid. If you're nervous about doing Utah. I feel pretty good about Fresno State going into Boise and taking down the Broncos. Boise State is really good, and I I was not high enough on them coming into the season, sort of, with a caveat. It was because I didn't believe in Hank Bachmeyer, and he wasn't good. They had to replace mm-hmm. him. Like They were struggling those first four weeks. So I was right in that sense. With him, their ceiling was, it was limited. They've gone right. to Taylor Green. He's really dynamic. Jake Hayner and Fresno State are rolling, though. Since he's come back, they look like the team everybody thought they would be. They started slow. It's in Boise, so I understand why they're their favorites. But, I mean, he's he's been a giant killer for three years now. Like, this is what he does. He mm-hmm. goes into the road scenario and throws for 400 yards, scrambles for 75, and makes the game-winning touchdown in the final three minutes because that's just what Jake Hayner does. So... He's one of the most electric players in the game. I just think Fresno's better, and I like the experience. I think Boise is very good. I think they're poised for a big year next year. I like the experience. I love that. Um, I love that a lot, and I almost wonder if I could take out the Utah money line and take like Utah plus three. So you hedge a little that that they keep it within a field goal. Give yourself some wiggle room. Uh huh. If um TCU and USC were to lose, though, I go to Team Futures to make the playoffs. I guess I just have USC. Who makes it in? Ohio State, I guess. TCU loses, they're gonna be out, which is debatably unfair, considering that you know they're they are not going to get the benefit of the doubt that like if Georgia loses, I think Georgia would still probably yeah, get it. Yeah. USC but, with, the, with the regular season loss, they already don't have any wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ohio state gets in. I think Michigan, Georgia, maybe Bama at that point, And that would really piss off people. Oh, man, to get this far, only to end up with Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama all over again would be so brutal. (laughs) Oh, God, that's happening. We got the 12-team playoff coming, which is exciting. But, yeah, it just – 
I don't know how many times have we seen this scenario where it's like, oh, we're gonna oh, we're gonna have God. this different thing, and then this, you know, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin, and real yeah. life sets in, and somehow, some way, we end up with the same oh, teams man. that we always end up with. I mean, it oh. it would be Bama. It's not gonna be Clemson based on where they're at now. Even if they no. win, no. so I just who I don't see who else it could be unless they unless they give TCU the benefit of the doubt for reaching the big 12 title game. I know, but I against Ohio state, I don't think they give them the benefit of the doubt. It's two, one loss, non-conference champs. And like the Ohio state loss is way better than the TCU loss. Like that's how they look at it. So the big 12 for having reached the bit, the title game versus not even gotten there. I think I mean, Bruce Feldman made that argument. I can't remember who it was. Somebody, one of those big national guys basically said that, that it should be set no matter what, because why should these teams be penalized for making the title game versus teams that didn't even make it? Right. And I guess I can kind of get what the, he's saying in principle, but that's just yeah. not the way that this works. It's not. No. Once that L shows up, that L shows up. And, once and the you have the possibility starts... of a Michigan-Ohio State rematch, which right. you know they factor right. in ticket sales and TV possibility. And I'll be honest, I think a Michigan-Ohio State rematch would be awesome because that game wasn't in as the offsided as the score ended up making yeah. it be. Like it, Key couple stretches there in the third quarter where it broke open. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if back seven kind of gave up on those two big Michigan runs, but you know, you subtract those 14 points, everyone's right there. Yeah. And it just comes down to the eye test and to the fact that boy, TCU just lost to Kansas state really going to put them in as a four seed and let Georgia obliterate them. You know, um, that's definitely in the back of people's minds. Oh, Oh, well, Jay, Mike. You're speaking my language. You're like, talking like a the shark. Losses, you know, the losses, they matter more than wins in this scenario. I yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily fair, but that's how it seems to play out. Bad losses hurt you more than good wins. And it's why Tennessee is, is where they're at, you know? And it's why yeah. as, as much as it's going to piss, you know, some people off, Alabama lost by like a combined six points yep. to a team that made yep. that the sec championship game in tennessee when they were rolling with their quarterback they don't have a bad loss i don't i don't know i'm not sitting i'm a i'm a bama guy it's well known i'm not sitting here pounding the table being like they deserve to be in now i'm just saying there's a path in which this happens and i think it's more realistic than uh, than most college football fans expect no um you're talking like a true sharp i think um I think you're making a lot of sense. You could add the under to that parlay at plus 2146. Which becomes fun. That's with Michigan included. So that's Michigan, the Army Navy under, Fresno, Utah plus three, Georgia money line, and Kansas State. You gotta wait uh, till the tenth if you hit it all to cash it, but right, I mean, the, right. the juice is there. Like that under is it's money. Yeah. The juice is loose. Any leanings on Clemson, North Carolina, ACC championship? Not really. Either one of the, neither of these teams have yeah. <laughs> lived up to what they should be. Um, yep. 
I like North Carolina's offense a whole lot more than I like Clemson's, but I do think Clemson's defense is probably enough to win this game. And they do have the experience as, as erratic as they can be offensively. I think they probably pull this one out. Yeah. Still end up in a New Year's Six Bowl and then right. ruin what right. should be one of our, our best bowl matchups. Sorry, Clemson fans. Yeah. They're just not a fun Clemson. team to watch. Not fun at all. You really stink, Clemson. Um, I would never lay say a seven and a half on them. No. Just yeah. Yeah. Zero confidence to do that. So, oh, Justin, man, you're kind of breaking my heart, but you're making a lot of sense. You're uh, maybe TCU pulls it sports. out, man. Like, yeah, I will say I'm. I've been high on K State from the preseason, so I want everybody to have the full perspective. Oh, like, they had a great, they had a great season. I picked man. them to win the Big Twelve in the preseason, so there is a large part of me that wants that to happen. But when I look at this game and I look at what they're good at, I just, yeah, I see a scenario in which they run for 300 yards and four touchdowns, and they break TCU's heart because they've just. They've survived like seven times. Yeah. Just yeah. barely. Just got away as the explosion was behind him. Yeah. You can only do it so many times. The cat's only got nine lives. So does a horn frog. It's so true. He's making a lot of sense. Turning into a sharp. Um, and that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Justin. Always a pleasure. Best of luck to you guys on your bets tonight, this weekend, going into all the fun. And, um, yeah, hope you show up at the bar. Saturday is going to be an all-timer with the U.S. taking on Netherlands. Um, and, yeah, man, follow Justin and all the great stuff he does at DMVR Rams. And uh, what's the what's the Twitter handle, J. Mike? Just at Justin, Justin T. Michael right there. Yeah, just Justin T. Michael. Give me a follow. Boom. Follow the DMVR underscore Rams. Follow, you know, all our other stuff we've got cooking. It's a fun time Beautiful. of year. College basketball is roaring championship weekend that's what it's Amazing. all about really is best of luck guys we out